Is that our Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Emma. Welcome back to True Crimes in Texas Unsolved and Solved. It's a bit of a crime. Our last story was on the Candyman. He was a man named Dean Earl Gore. He had a three-year murder spree with the help of his two friends, David and Wayne. But later, when he had victims in his house, Wayne took a gun and shot him to his death. The police identified 28 bodies when Wayne took them to the burial site. Preach, Emma. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. Today's story is about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This story is about a man named Dean Oracle. <laughs> about a, na- a man named Ed Gain. He is also known for scanning human corpses. Ed was born in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, he grew up in a house that was dominated by a controlling mother. His dad, George, was a severe alcoholic. Ed had a brother named Henry, and they were a religious family. Around 1915, they moved to a farm in Wisconsin, and Ed rarely left the farm except for attending school. After his father died in 1940, Ed and Henry began working odd jobs to support the family. In 1944, they were burning brush on the property, but the fire came out of control and Henry was found dead. They assumed it was because of the fire, but they started to think that the younger brother, Ed, was responsible. Ed never left home or dated woman. However, his mother died in 1945. He became insane. He left her room clean and untouched while the rest of the house was in a complete mess. He managed to support himself as a handyman and as a babysitter. Meanwhile, a few people from the general area had disappeared over the years. On November 1957, Bernice Warden was reported missing from her hardware store. The cash register was also gone and a trail of blood was leading out to the back. Her son, Frank, was suspicious of Ed. The police were sent to his house that night, and they were greeted by Warden's headless, gutted body hanging from the ceiling. When they investigated it more, they found organs in jars and schools that had been used for soup. Ed confessed for killing Warden and Hogan. Additionally, he confessed to dig up numerous corpses to cut off their body. Where'd it go? <laughs> he also admitted to making masks and suits made out of skin to wear around the home. Ed's lawyer entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. Later, Ed was found unfit to stand trial. <laughs> he was taken to a hospital where he worked as a mason. In early 1968, Ed was determined to finally stand trial. That November, he <laughs> He was found guilty of warden. <laughs> Murder. How he was also. Can <laughs> we start again? <laughs> However, he was also found sane at the time of the murder, so he was taken to Central State Hospital. Where are we? He attempted to be released in 1974, which was rejected. Later, his health was failing. So he was transferred to the Mental Health Institute, where he died of cancer on July 26, 1984. His story surfaced the internet and influenced Robert Bloch in 1959. 
novel, Psycho, which was later adapted to the big screen. Additionally, he inspired movie villains, including Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs and Leatherface from The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We actually have a second story planned for today. What? what? Yeah. This is the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) This story is spooky. Not really. Pretend, just pretend it is. Okay, it's totally spooky. Yeah, you're doing great, sweetie. Our second story is about the icebox murderers. Charles Frederick Rogers was an American seismologist pilot and suspected murderer. Charles was born on December 30th, 1921 in Harris County, Texas. On June 23rd, 1965, Marvin Martin called the Houston police to request a warfare check on his aunt and uncle, Fred and Edwina Rogers, with whom he was unable to get in contact with for several days when officers found their way into the home they found it empty. Noticing food left out in the kitchen, a man opened the refrigerator where he found the, discern- the dismembered bodies of the elderly couple. The Rogers adult son, Charles, who lived in the house, immediately became a person of interest in the investigation. Despite cleanup efforts, blood evidence was found leading up to Charles's bedroom. Charles disappeared on June 23, 1965, at the age of 43 and was never found. He was declared dead on July 1975 at the age of 53. The police found the items that were believed to be used in the murder, including a claw hammer, scissors, and a keyhole saw. We hope you enjoyed our third episode of True Crimes in Texas Unsolved and Solved podcast. Hopefully you love this episode. We finally did more than one story. I hope you're proud of us. Please be. Thank you for listening. If you want to see more of our podcast, go watch our last two episodes about the Candyman and the story of the Amber Alert. You can find those on our blogs. On EduBlogs. 2MF1. And 2MLE. Subscribe to our podcast. Bye. Bye.